Hey, it's Christy. Welcome to the Preach Girl Podcast. We are live right now on Facebook and all my co-hosts, the saints and the friends are all logging on to um, the Facebook page because you know what? Just to be honest, it makes me feel a little better to have some company when I'm talking. So um, anyway, those of you who have subscribed to the podcast, thank you so much. And I appreciate it. If it's not too much, wherever you're listening to this right now, if you haven't already, if you would just hit the subscribe button, it would mean an awful lot to me. Thank you so much. Well, saints, let's just jump right into it because this is something today. Okay. Um, I made a post last week about um, uh, asking people for stories where they've taken the high road or the low road. And I think all of us have had the opportunity to do that before. Truthfully, the whole conversation in my brain started, somebody had posted a quote from our former first lady, Michelle Obama, where she had said, when they go low, we go high. And it's such a powerful statement. And of course, it's in regards to um, the, uh, um, the high road. I'm sorry, I got distracted. I saw some, uh, a work worker just walked past my window. I got distracted, excuse me, but it goes, it's a reference to the, the, um, the term that we use or the saying that we say about taking the high road or don't take the low road. And so, um, you know, all of us have had situations in our life where we've had the opportunity to take the low road. And, um, I was asking some of you co-hosts what, um, some of your choices have been and given me some examples on when you've taken the high road and when you maybe even taken the low road. It's fun because we always want to post and talk about when we took the high road, but, um, I appreciated some of my, uh, some of y'all coming in and talking about even when maybe you didn't make the best decision and you took the low road. Cause girl, you know, we've all done it both, both ways. So before I get into a lot of it, I want to uh, just read some of the comments that you made and jump into the conversation, post in the comments. I, I want my co-hosts right here with me and um, I see um, uh, Kristen is on and Francesca and Melba and Sarah and a whole bunch of you guys, Valerie and Andrea and uh, Serena, just, oh, Serena De Los Santos, I love you. Anyway, so I'm excited that you are on live with us. If you wanna know who's co-hosting with me today, my saints and friends on Facebook and I'll read their comments. But um, when we're talking about taking the low road and taking the high road, I, I posted um, asking people if they would give me examples of when they had taken one or the other. And the first comment was by Pastor Manny DeLosantos, who uh, is a great friend of mine. He's a pastor in Amarillo, Texas at Power Church. And I love him. And he came on, he didn't give us an example, but he did give us some insight from uh, a senior pastor perspective. He wrote, high road. Stay humble and you'll never be humiliated. Low road leads to loneliness. High roads lead to holiness. Ooh, somebody better preach. I want to say preach girl, but he's not a girl. So preach boy. I don't know. It doesn't work. It's not quite the same, but that's okay. We'll give it to you anyway, pastor. Then he wrote relationships erode on the low road. Relationships explode on the high road. Come on. That's a good word. High road. Stay humble and you'll never be humiliated. Low road leads to loneliness. High roads lead to holiness. Relationships erode on the low road. Y'all could tweet that. Relationships erode on the low road. Relationships explode on the high road. That's some good, that's some good wisdom. Well, I had asked for some examples and man, y'all came with it. The saints came with the examples. Come on now. And um, 
I'm going to read one from uh, a friend of mine named Beja. It, it is good stuff. Kristen wrote, that's good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, if you don't follow Pastor Manny De Los Santos on Facebook, you should. He's amazing. Um, so Beja had written in the comments, I had someone who I went out of my way to accommodate. Details and plans made especially to soothe their personality. This person had a hard heart towards me and I knew it. One day she finally came clean and told me that she had a conversation with me in the lobby at church and I had I kept looking down at my phone. She thought it was the rudest thing in the whole world and she decided to finally forgive me. I remembered that day that she was talking about. My kids were at my mom's and because I had been singing all weekend, I hadn't had time to connect with her about picking them up. Furthermore, when she called multiple times in a row, I was afraid one of our sons was experiencing a peanut allergy or a severe asthma attack. Instead of spilling all what was going on, I just thanked her for her mercy because I knew that she couldn't emphasize. She couldn't emphasize, empathize. Taking the high road means you understand that people on the low road are driving a vehicle that isn't trail related. Oh, Beja, that's good. When you take the high road, you are driving on, uh, you realize that people on the low road are driving a vehicle that isn't trail rated. They can't handle any bumps because they aren't familiar with mercy. Man, so good. Hello. Um, so Beja was talking about just having a misunderstanding in a hallway where someone was harboring unforgiveness towards her. And instead of setting it off with them, like, really, you don't even know what's going on in my life. She just took the, ho the, the high road and said, well, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. I know. Kristen's like, what? I know, right? I know. So let's see. Sarah uh, gave me an example on the Facebook page too. And it said, the time I took the high road, in August of 2017, the broker I worked for, under, uh, I worked under, decided to keep $11,000 in pending commissions because I switched brokerages. Pause. Saints and friends. They kept $11,000. $11,000 of her commission. I, like this girl's going to heaven if she took the high road, I'm just trying to say right now. Let me, let's finish reading the story. This was a huge blow to my family. It was back to school time and my kids needed clothes, shoes, supplies, etc. And my husband wasn't working because he had broken his wrist. Long story short, we made it through and God provided. He made a way where there was no way. We might have struggled for a bit, but the mortgage got paid and utilities stayed on. I didn't get out of character with the woman and I didn't bash her, although I wanted to, for stealing from my family. I was actually able to thank her a year later for setting me up for a breakthrough in my career. What she did to me caused me to rely on God 100% with my finances and what was an area I had struggled in before. Wow, wow, wow. Y'all, Sarah's story. Can you imagine the opportunity? She not only could have, I don't even know if it would have been a low road to go after what she had earned, but she decided instead of to have... Um, uh, fighting and all of that type of thing. And to, instead of to smear her boss's name in the street, she decided to take the high road. So kudos to you. I think I posted on here. I was like, girl, $11,000. That's crazy. You're for sure going to heaven for not killing anyone. I was just kidding about the killing part, but come on somebody. That's a lot of money. Um, what y'all think about that? What y'all thinking about that? Miss Serena Delosanto wrote, Delosantos wrote, 
Keeping your integrity is more valuable than proving the other person wrong. Ooh. Mm. Think about that one for a minute. Keeping your integrity is more valuable than proving the other person wrong. That is so good. That's so deep because you want to stand up for an injustice or something that maybe you didn't think was done right. But what's the cost? What's the cost? Is the cost your own integrity? That's so good, Serena. Thank you for putting that on here. Andrea, she is my co-host right now. She said, it's rough choosing not to smear when you've been offended, especially when money is involved. Girl, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I think that's just the thing about the high road. It's not the easy road, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Meg, Meg Delagrange posted, I decided to take the high road in a situation that I'm in. And I know those who know what it is will keep me accountable if I start slipping. That's another good point Meg makes is having accountability. Whew, that's really good. Here's one. This one just got me. This is from Kylie, my friend Kylie. She posted about the high road. My father is, was, not exactly sure, a drug, a drug addict for the bulk of my childhood until my grandparents took me in. They were super patient with me and forced me to become an adult early because they knew I would need it without, having, without the help of my father. They, I went a little wild for a few years. When I had my first child, I struggled a lot with whether or not to invite him back into our lives. I knew God wanted me to extend a hand and at least open the door. I arranged a visit with my grandmother present and let him meet my three-month-old Sarah. Super hard for me. I gave him my phone number and was open to having him be around. He barely said two words to me, and he never held her. He has never tried to see her or any of my other children since. Low road, she wrote. The first time I heard from him after that meeting was about two months later. Wasn't to see us or even ask about the kids. He wanted money. I honestly was going to give it to him, but he wanted it immediately, so I knew it couldn't have been for anything good. I told him, sure. I hung up, and I never spoke to him again. I've sent him a card here or there with pictures of the kids, um, but quit that even a couple of years ago. I don't know, Kylie. I don't know if I would consider that the low road. I don't know, congregation, what you think about that, but I don't know that I would consider having healthy boundaries, a low road. Maybe you mean that you told him you were going to come meet him and give him money and then you just didn't show. Wow. These are hard things. Some really, really tough situations. I mean, y'all, I love that, you know, we're friends on, on friends on our podcast and friends on our Facebook, because when I asked for some, um, examples, y'all came with it. I mean, and it wasn't petty either. This stuff isn't petty. This is real. I want to read another one. It's from a friend of mine. Her name is uh, Kristen. Kristen wrote, Low Road. Reacting poorly out of hurt and anger, such as someone told me a horrible secret years ago. It was about people in my family and extended family. It didn't involve me. It happened before my time, but I was told and told not to repeat it. Mm, Family secrets, they'll get you. Flash forward two years later, like recently, an extreme life-altering event happened because of the hurt the distrust and anger of the secret, I reacted poorly. Like a hurt child, I repeated the said secret. And up until a few months ago, held on to the anger a little bit longer. High road, she wrote. I reached out and I apologized for repeating the things I was told, even though I knew that they were true. 
It wasn't my story to tell. I was so tired of, quote, hanging on that letting go was so freeing. Apologizing wasn't even difficult, even though I was very scared. And at the end of it all, it went fairly well. And I have finally been able to heal from the little dark chapter of this very blessed thing I get to call my life. Apologizing isn't about the other person. It's about your relationship with God. I knew he wouldn't blame me, wouldn't bless me unless I repented and apologized. There's so much more to this story, but I hope that made sense. Man, that's so true. She wrote something here that I think is so amazing. She's talking about how she took the low road, how she held on to a family secret and was accusational about it and judgmental about the information. And then when she finally was able to come to a place to take the high road and she apologized for her portion of the secret that forgiveness is so freeing. It's funny because when we don't forgive, we expect that other person to stay on the hook. We don't want to let them off the hook. But really, when we extend forgiveness, we're the ones that released, that are released and get off the hook. They say that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's interesting. It's really, really good. And, um, and I appreciate everybody that wrote in um, for those stories about the high load and the low road. And before I go into um, my thoughts on it, I wanted to read you just a couple more that came in through uh, more privately. This was a private message that was sent to me, you guys. You guys, can you believe this? This is just incredible. I'm so thankful that God would give me the opportunity to have this podcast and have this platform so that we can talk about some things that maybe we don't, that get sent in private messages, okay? That aren't what we talk about from the pulpit when we're saying our, you know, our uh, testimony story. This is the part of the thing that gets a little harder. It's a little more sticky, but all of us deal with it. Um, I'm going to read this one. If you don't mind, I will share my story privately. I guess it would be a high road for me. I was reveal- it, it was revealed that my father had molested several members of my family, including myself. When it was revealed, he took his own life. My grandparents, who never really cared for us, really disowned me. I didn't have contact with them. But when my grandfather passed away, I reached out to my grandmother. She was hesitant, but I was consistent, and many months of signing off with, I love you, to no response back from her, were, um, from her, we began to bond. Years later, she finally told me she was glad that we had connected. It would have been very easy for me to write her off along with everyone else because my mother told us that they hated us, but I knew I was supposed to do otherwise. Oh, and by the grace of God, I was able to forgive my father. So I hope this quote will qualify as what you're looking for and not just me rambling on with my words. Can you believe that, y'all? How, how God would be able to, in such abuse and such violation, be able to still reach out to a grandmother who you'd been told your whole life didn't love you and didn't like you, forget love you, didn't even like you, to be able to reach out again and again and again to establish, to help establish a relationship and finally see restoration and healing in that moment. Man, that is taking the high road. And um, I have one more I want to read. 
this one came in through an email. What do y'all think about this? Where's my saints and friends at? Oh, Megan wrote awesome testimony. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. It's amazing what people, the resilience that, that we have in our spirit when we, when we go to God with the things that we have been offended by and abused with and abandoned and, and all of the things that humans do to us. It's amazing what what your spirit, how it can heal and how your soul can be mended when you, um, when you begin to seek God for healing. It's amazing, but that's not what we're talking about in this podcast today. Okay. Michelle wrote, uh, wow, speechless, just incredible story. I know. Listen to this one. Saints and friends. This one came in through an email, um, from a lady named Robin. She wrote, my angel son wrote me a letter. And before I go on to tell you about this letter, I have to tell you he had written me a letter previously um, that was an outcry regarding an assault that I hadn't known about. So you have to understand there was a bit of PTSD that was playing into me getting this letter and it was nine pages long. My mind must have run 30 scenarios in three seconds that it took me to open the letter and to start reading. In all honesty, as I read, my anxiety grew as I heard my son's voice and my heart saying, quote, Mom, I'm everything your faith says that God hates, but can you still love me? <laughs> I knew it was bad, but I wasn't sure what it was. As I made my way through the pages, reading, but searching for the bottom line, so I was going a little fast and skipping details, I read things like, if you can't understand, uh, if, if you can't, I understand. My heart broke with each new paragraph and then finally, finally, he wrote that he was bisexual. First, I breathed a sigh of relief that he wasn't hurting himself and he wasn't hurting anyone else or that he wasn't being hurt by someone or thinking about hurting anyone. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But wait, wait, Jesus, wait. I've been taught what the word says and I know that Jesus is my one and only savior, but this is my baby who God you entrusted to me, who I've loved hard and dedicated to the Lord from day one. This is my blessing and my joy that God planted in my garden of my life when I needed something that would make me want to live each day and shine and be the best set, be my best self. Surely he could not possibly be less than a child of the most high God. And I was going to have to love him no matter what. I really didn't know if I was taking the high road by applying love like we're implored to do in 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8, or was I taking the low road by finding a way to hide something abominable behind the word of God? I still don't know for sure, but I do know this. Love is never, ever the wrong way to go, and it is always the high road. So that's how I'm rolling on this one. I'm rolling in the love lane. And that came from a mother who wanted to share her story about the different roads that we take. Saints and friends, co-host today. Is that amazing, right? Choosing to forgive is the high road, Andrea wrote. Um, and S Serena wrote, people are waiting for us to share our story. They need to hear that they aren't alone. They need to hear that they can get through because someone else got through. You are preaching, you are preaching my message. You are preaching my message. That's the whole reason that I wanted to come on and do the podcast today. That's one reason that I love having the co-host and I, and I record uh, the main episodes live 
today I was like, I have all of these stories. I have all of these women who have shared all of these stories. And I really think that the, that the congregation needs to hear it. I feel like the world needs to hear their story. And God has given me a platform. And so here it is. I wrote a few things down about the low road and the high road that I felt like the Lord was dealing with me. And so I'm going to just tell you what that is. Sometimes taking the high road is so much harder. It's sometimes it's so much harder in the moment. The high road means you have to climb higher. It's always easy to slide down. It's not always easy to climb up. The high road though, ladies, has a vantage point that the low road does not have. It has a view that the low road cannot see. When you take the high road, your vision goes further because there is less distracting the view. The view from the high road is far more encompassing than the narrowness of the view from the low road. When I lived in Denver, there was this road that we would take. um, It was called the Dam Road, D-A-M. It was the Dam Road. And It was really high. It was actually kind of scary, to be honest. It was so high. But when you were on this two-lane road, y'all, the view of the city and the view of the mountains were so clear. It wasn't anything like when you were down in the regular roads, the regular, everyday, common, normal traffic roads. The view from the high road was so much better. God began to deal with me with that. When you take the high road, your vision goes further because there's less obstructing the view. The view from the high road is more encompassing. And while I'm not typically the one to take the low road, at least not publicly, okay, I have been tempted to take what I think is a third road, a third road, the middle road. For me, the temptation is to slip down into that road. I'll call it the middle road, y'all. Got the high road, we got the low road. I'm gonna talk about the middle road because that's where I can get tempted to go. (laughs) The middle road, saints. The middle road where I can daydream. (laughs) I can daydream. I can daydream about what I'd do if, if I took the low road. Sweetheart, I can daydream. Oh girl, I can daydream about what I'd say. I would say this and I would do this and I would come off like, and I wish they would and I wish they did this. I can daydream all day long about what I would do and what I would say and how I would choose the low road. Man, it feels so good sometimes to envision the satisfaction of the release, the payback, the hurt you could return to those who did, who did take the low road with you. Huh. The ones that inflicted the pain, the ones who caused the violation. And if I'm honest, I have taken the middle road. <laughs> I've taken the middle road. But maybe the middle road shouldn't be called the middle road. Maybe the middle should, road should be called the road of distraction. Because you're distracted. You're distracted from the vision that you have on the high road. You're distracted by the pain that was caused to you by those who walk on the low road. You're distracted from the goodness that is remaining. The goodness remaining after the violation. The goodness remaining after the betrayal. The goodness that's still in your life past the hurt after it was caused by those that walk on the low road. Distracted from the actual purpose and the actual plan for your life. Distracted because while you didn't take the low road, your eyes and my eyes can get focused on the low road. And when your eyes get off the fullness of the view on the high road, 
you start to focus on the things on the low road. And girl, let me tell you, (laughs) I get it. Trust me, I get it. But the middle road is dangerous because the longer you look at that low road, the closer you go to it in your life because we move towards that which we focus on. So when you're in that middle road, and your eyes are looking down on that low road, daydreaming about what you would do, you move closer and closer to what you're focusing on. I know it hurts. (laughs) I know they did you wrong. I know it wasn't just, and it wasn't right, and it wasn't fair. But make the choice to take the high road. Make the choice to take the high road. Make it for you. Make it for your future. Make it for your growth. Shoot, make it for your blood pressure. Make it for your health. Make it for your hypertension and the way you feel and your headaches. Make that choice to take the high road for you. Get off the middle road where we're looking down and seeing all the things we'd like to do. And take the choice to take the high road. Get your vision. Look at what God has in front of you. Because the word says, and we know. And we know, y'all know I'm the preach girl, and we know. It doesn't say we hope, it doesn't say we think, it doesn't say, um, for some people it says, and we know all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So no matter what has happened to you, no matter what was dished out to you by the, by the low road walkers, it is still working together for your good. I want to encourage you that today in the arena of your life, every bad thing that's ever happened, every low road walker has to walk into the middle of the arena and shake hands with all of the blessings, lift you up and move you forward because the word of God says, And we know all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. (laughs) Psalms 51 and verse 10 has been my my remembered uh, psalm lately. Create in me, not them, in me. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from your presence, O God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit in me. So today we were talking about the high road, the low road and the middle road. And I'm just encouraging you. I'm going to go over to the comments from the saints and see what they had to say. Kristen said, yes, the view, the high road. Michelle wrote high road, releasing someone off the hook. When you both know they belong there. Shoot. You better preach girl. Low road keeping them there and waiting for the feeling of justification that won't fully come. Girl, yes, come on. Can I get a hallelujah on that one? Michelle said, yes, with that middle road. Megan said, I sit in the middle road far too long sometimes. Girl, you and me could get in a car and drive that middle road. But what is so dangerous about the middle road is that the more we look at it, the closer we get to it. We closer we get to the low road. Andrea wrote, right Hiding in the middle road, man. And, and look, I'm, I'm just as guilty. <laughs> we, mm, I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to let that just rest right there with all the saints. Michelle wrote, oh, the road of distraction. Come on, sister. Serena wrote, low road is the road of exposure. It will show you the areas God wants to work on in you to perfect you. Ooh. See, Miss Serena She's trying to come in here and be everybody's mom. I hear you, Miss Serena, and I'm hearing from you. I love her. I have so much respect for this Pastor Manny's mother. That's why I said she's everybody's mom. 
She's trying to come in here and get us all the way correct today. Kristen said, you steer where you stare. Come on. That's a Lisa Cherkhurst quote. You steer where you stare. That's so good. Tara Pelfrey said, what legacy will you leave behind is my thought a lot. Come on. That, that is so good because usually people that are taking the low road are not thinking about legacy. They're not thinking about the ramifications or how it impacts anybody else. So you're totally right. What legacy will you leave behind? That's a great thought. Uh, Miss Lace, Pastor Lace said, God bless you, sis. God bless you too. We're praying for you, Pastor Lace. She wrote Psalm 51 and verse 10. Tara Pelfrey put, yes. Andrea said, yes, in me. In me, create. I'm going to say it again, saints. It's preach, girl. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and renew a right, a right, a right, steadfast, upstanding, righteous spirit within me. Come on, y'all. That's the word. That's the word, and the word will stand up to any road you take. Okay? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to get off of here unless any of the saints have anything else to say. But I just wanted to come on. Thank you for being my co-hosts for um, the Preach Girl podcast. I'm super excited. It's going to get better and better as we go because I'm learning as we do it. So thank you guys for being with me on the Preach Girl podcast. This episode of the podcast has been brought to you by Christy Miranda's Preach Girl, the eight-week communication course for women who want to learn how to communicate the gospel with power. I invite you to find out more at preachgirl.org.